Welcome to Hard Talks with Chris and Friends, where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about, where things get real and unfiltered. Here is your host, Christopher Velasquez. Well, hello, welcome. This is my first episode. I'm so excited. Um, my name is Christopher, and this is Hard Talks. Today, it's going to be a very interesting episode. This is my first episode, so we're going to be talking about me. Who am I? So I have a good friend of mine that I know for, since I was a gay bee, uh, <laughs> for too long. Um, her name is Brittany Hernandez. She is my best friend. She is someone that I know for who knows how many years. I We met summer 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 school before yeah yeah going into ninth grade and just a little thing i was the first person chris came out to so i'm just gonna throw that in there hi guys my name is Brittany. (laughs) how are you i'm good how are you meester i'm good i'm good dealing with quarantine and you know all the craziness in the world right now focus on the good yeah let's focus on the good and yeah so i brought you on because I want people to get to know who I am and get to know me, and I hate talking about myself. Oh, that's a first. (laughs) I mean, as in, like, giving you my autobiography on my own. So I'd rather have a friend, and since this is going to be a podcast where I will talk to my friends, and... You decided to bring in your favorite on the first episode. Yeah, and I decided to bring someone that's not only a friend, but a sister. Let me start with... um, this podcast will be a podcast where I take you on a journey through my life. I mean, like, you know, um, I have gone through a lot of different parts of the community. I am someone since I came out. I came out at the age right before I turned 18. I don't know if you remember, but I came out right before I turned 18. To everyone? To my mom. Oh, yes, to your mom. Which was the hardest thing. Yes, I came out. Okay, so I came out. Let me uh, let me go back a little bit. I came out to everybody that that summer when we met, um, which to me coming out to other people has never been hard. I don't know to you, but to me it's never been hard. It's kind of I'm the type of person like I don't care what people think. That's easier obviously to come out to like anyone else that's not family. Yeah, coming out to my mom was like the death of me. I think to a lot of people they'll relate. Um, coming out to a parent is always harder than anybody else. Anybody else could say whatever they want, but you know, you care what your parents say. You don't want to disappoint them. And I feel like a lot of people are under the same situation where, I mean, my mom is a single mother. So for me, my mom is my dad and my mom. It was only until after I came out to her that I was able to start my journey and exploring who I was. You know, it was so much more easier for me to figure what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't have to keep it a secret anymore. I didn't have to hide who I was. So then I started going to LGBT clubs and started going to stuff like that. And that took me on a journey, you know, because I was still not 18. So I had to wait until I was old enough to go to those clubs and go to, you know, all those things that you could only do as an adult, not as a child. 
So really until I turned 18 was when my journey started. Um, I went through different parts or sections of the community. You know, I started off as a WeHo queen, you know, going to West Hollywood and Mickey's and all my favorite clubs out there. So yeah, WeHo was a big part of who I am and my journey. Then I think another part or another stop was I've always liked the history and I've always liked looking into our gay culture and why there are certain things and going into LGBT centers. I am part of a lot of LGBT centers that I love that I learned so much. So I think that was a you know that was the second biggest part. Um and the third I think in the part that I am now is you know the leather community and being welcomed and you know running for a title you know and learning so much about my kinks and who I am as a person. I think this is what this journey has been and what this journey will continue to be, you know? Let me just say, guys, Chris took me to my first other leather gay bar, and I'm a gay woman. I'm a lesbian. And I've seen some shit, you know, from Chris, just in my own life experience as well. But that gay leather bar was something else. <laughs> not, not a bad thing. I just, I think I wasn't prepared for it. Um, but that is a whole different world that I'm actually very happy that Chris got into because it's actually showing more of his sexuality. So. so let's start with who's Brit. Tell them a little bit more about you since you are, and I'm going to, you know, after I'm, you know, I'm done introducing you, I will give you the, the reins so you could ask me questions and you could, you know, you could help them get to know me like you know me. In the room, just so you guys know, is her beautiful, I think, better half. And actually, okay, the rude. better, better half, um, you know Wendy. Right, I've never done a podcast before, so this is actually a first cool experience. Um, but like Chris said, I'm engaged. I came out to my mother and sisters and brothers when I was 16. And then I actually came out to my dad when I was, I think, 21. So I was lucky enough to have had great experiences with those both coming out stories um you know my father just wants grandkids and my mother was just mad at herself that I wasn't able to be myself around her so I got very lucky unlike some people who have parents who throw them out and you know are just not open to the whole idea um but yeah I've known Chris since we were probably like 14 maybe yeah um how old how are old are you when you go into ninth grade you know what Chris let me start yeah. off asking you questions how about that yes because I'm here to interview you yes so shut up no, okay. okay Jesus <laughs> you know there was this kind of interview you said um that your podcast is going to be a whole journey throughout your life about like gay culture about sex kinks politics and just a lot more um, cancel culture, sorry, cancel culture, my bad, as well. Um, so what made you want to, want to do this podcast? I have listened to podcasts for years. I think I was in senior year when I found a podcast. It's called Gay, um, Gay Pimp, the Gay Pimp Podcast. And they talked about the New York gay life. And that was kind of my introduction into the bigger 
gay life world and you know just i think more than just my high school little you know little world but this was like a look into the into the world um the gay pimp his name is johnny mcgovern and he i think i, I want to say thanks to him i am as openly and as gay as i am because he introduced a lot of you know, Paris is burning, all these things to me that I, I, maybe I would have never been introduced to. But, you know, so over the years, I listened to countless of podcasts and I've learned something. So I'm going to say this. I like motivational speaking, but I never liked when it feels like it's put down your throat. I like more when it's people having conversations with someone else and you're learning from that. So that's kind of what I want to do with this podcast. And all the gay podcasts are basically kind of the same. And I think it was time for someone to just come in here and talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. You mean like get down to the nitty gritty? Yeah, talk to the nitty gritty. I think I was telling you this a little while ago. People are e just easily want to cancel people. And I come from the, 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 the mindset that why not educate people? You know, I have a child development background and I believe education is the most important thing. So instead of counseling someone right away, you could just educate them. And, and our mistakes from like five or three years ago shouldn't reflect who we are now because we all grow. We all, we all develop differently, you know. But I have some questions. I feel like it fits into your podcast. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and just jump into like the gay culture, politics. And all of this. Yeah. Let's have, uh, let's have real conversations. So I'm going to go ahead and start with this one. Just grab my little card here. Disclaimer. I dated a girl who had a... <laughs> let's just say I'm not a... I don't like hair. Okay. I don't like hair. Down there. Down south. And... Chris loved to make fun of the fact that this girl had hair down there. So, Chris, what is your present state of your pubic hair? Wow. Okay. Um, I trim. I'm a trimmer. I don't shave. I I've never liked to shave. And let me just do a little. Let me back forward. Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, I it wasn't that I made fun of her. I am someone who Very just outspoken. yeah who just tells things how they are. And Britt told me she her, she, her preference is not hair or as much hair as that girl had and just didn't want to tell her. And I'm someone that, you know, thinks if you, there's something and I'm very sex positive and I think that you should ask for what you need, especially sexually, that I thought that the easiest way to do it without making her feel attacked was to bring it up in a conversation. Am well, I, no one was talking about it. Yeah. Am I the person that could maybe walk into conversations and do it flawlessly? No. <laughs> Have I gotten better? Yes. Did she make a face at me? Like, what the hell? Yes. Yes. So, but were we young and maybe now I would have... Were we baby gays and yeah. didn't realize what we were doing because we were young? Yes. Yes. So, would have things been different now? Yes. yes. I would have been more tactful. So then, go miss off that. Do you like... Harry. I do love bears. Mm. Um, I do like a a, a fairy, a, you know, a furry guy. I don't like a lot of hair. I like nice manicured hair, but I do like body hair. I think it's sexy. Okay, so you prefer a good amount of hair? No. Yeah. Not would you say like would you like it all natural, or mm. would you want manicured? It, like I would say manicured. A bit, yeah. Well yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Now this is actually a big 
conversation or thing. I don't really know how to put a tag on it in the gay community about being a top or a bottom. Some people don't really understand it. Some people do. So would you say, what is a top? What is a bottom? Okay. What is a verse? Okay. And what are you? And if you're, or would you say like none of the labels really matter? So, wow. Um, I, let me start. Okay. Let me break this down. First, tops and bottoms. Basically, I think the easiest way to explain it is if you're playing a, you know, a baseball game, which God knows I love <laughs> baseball players. Um, a top is the person that is pitching, you know, and the bottom is the person that is receiving. I think without having to go into details, you kind of get what I mean. And I am verse. I am into kinks and I am more of a dom when it comes to kink play. Um, but I do know how to submit, um, you know, vanilla sex, um, verse. If What's you're vanilla sex, vanilla sex, like just like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> vanilla sex would be considered just your everyday sex. Okay. When we're talking about like kinks, it's usually not vanilla. So like if, if I'm going to get tied up, you don't think that as a vanilla sex. So like vanilla is like just plain. Yeah, like plain sex. Look like the everyday. From your yeah, right. <laughs> wow, everyday you. sex is vanilla sex. So then going off of kinks, okay. what is the kinkiest thing you've asked someone else to do? The kinkiest And then what's the kinkiest thing someone else has asked you to do? Okay, so I and this is why I I want to do this podcast too. I I'm new in the kink world and there's not a lot that I have done and there's a lot that I'm curious about. There's a lot that I want to know more about and that I want to explore. But the kinkiest thing I've done, maybe uh, outdoor sex. And I, I love looking at people have sex too. So outdoor sex, group sex, um, that's kind of the craziest thing I've done. The, the craziest thing they've asked me to do is to me has been and, and not crazy in a bad thing when i say crazy is just out there um fisting but i don't i have not learned how to fist and i don't think i could get fisted do you think you would be able to fist someone yeah i i would i would be interested in seeing how that works chris actually showed me my first ever fisting video <laughs> <laughs> okay so who Let's get into a little bit of the political aspect of this. Yeah. Who do you think is the the best political figure? Like, who do you think in the gay community actually is more political than anything? You know, when you say politicians, um, that's hard because we haven't had a lot of politicians that have been allies. Though they're their whole time, you know, there's there's people that come into it, but I feel like the only two people that you know, that came to my head when you said that was Nancy Pelosi and Alexandria Cortez. For me, it's more about, you know, those activists. And I love and and I, I look up to LeBron Cox, you know, someone that has changed the world by being herself and being proud of who she is and not downplaying or not trying to to blend in with the crowd, you know, or doing what people say she has to do. So yeah, Laverne Cox is someone that I think is amazing and we should all stride 
to at least be a little bit like her. Another thing for me, you know, activism and and a form of resistance is just being yourself, being able to be as queer and and not blend into the norms is a, a, a form of activism. So I think that we could all be activists in our in little ways throughout our life. And but yeah, for sure Laverne Cox is someone that like pops to head like right away. Um she's an amazing person. Um she has a lot of she's done a lot of amazing things for our our community overall, you know. I think trans people have been pushed to the back and we haven't gave them the space that they deserve in our community, you know. If we think about like Stonewall, you know, they were the first to throw the rocks and they were the first ones to to make the change. And we haven't gave them that spot and I think it's time and I think that that right now um, and, and with everything going on, you know, we kind of see that, that it's time for us to love our sisters again and bring them back, you know, in for the longest we, we, we took them out. And I think it's time. And, and she for sure is in the head of that. She, you know, she, she's making sure that we, that we see that struggle and we, and we realize that we have, you know, not done right by them and it's time for us to do right. So I, I, that's why I like and that's why I look up to her, you know, she, she's amazing. Okay. Now, there's another thing in the gay community, at least for gay men, because I don't know if you want to get into lesbian thing, but for gay men, I know there's a thing called PrEP, and you've also been very vocal about using yeah. PrEP. Yes. Um, which, is it, what does it do exactly? Like it helps? PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis, and um, it's medication that um, prevents... HIV and um, AIDS, obviously, because they go hand in hand. Yeah, I take it. Um, it's like birth control. I like to explain to it to people, you know, to kind of make it simple. It's like birth control. You take it every single day and it prevents you from, you know, getting pregnant in birth controls, you know, um, case and getting HIV in preps case. Um, it has been something newer that we've had in the last couple of years. I think it came out in 2012. I'm not a doctor, so please, you guys, um, don't take my advice. Go talk to your doctor, do your own research. So for me personally, it's worked. Um, I'm someone that's sex positive and that thinks that people should be able to explore their own sexuality with as many and whenever they want. And I like just the safety that that gives me. Um, for sure that there's other, you know, things out there that this won't help you protect yourself with. But, the, you know, as gay men, the thing that we are the most scared of is, you know, HIV and AIDS. And that at least is one thing less to worry about. Um, I don't like the idea, and I've heard it a lot, of people just saying, well, you know, the other things, there's shots and there's, you know, things like that that um, will fix those. I don't like that idea neither, so I'm never going to say that. Um, I do believe that transparency is the best policy, and if you have something or you, or you think you have something, you should always get tested and you should always um, let your partner know. I think I have these things. I haven't gotten tested yet. Do you still want to pursue what we're doing? Um, and and let that be on their 
you know, on their behalf. Um, I think we are all, all in charge of our our sexual health. So um, I would never want to decide for someone else. But for sure, these will be conversations that we could go more into death, you know. Um, and on other episodes, I will have people that will kind of have these conversations with, you know, th- these are kind of the, the things that um, I do want to talk on this podcast because there is a lot of controversies on, you know, is prep good for you? Is it not good for you? You know, even the mindsets like, oh, I'm on prep so I could just do whatever I want. I don't have to get tested. You know, these are all topics that I, that I want to dive into with people that I, that I know, you know, but I do, I, I don't wear protection i don't i don't know i don't like condoms and i'm not gonna do the whole oh it doesn't feel good with condoms i just don't like them i've never gotten used to you know use condoms and down to this day i just don't like it especially now that you know there's prep i get tested yes (laughs) <laughs> I guess I just feel guilty. I feel guilty saying that, but it does. It, there's a difference, and I just don't like it. And but I keep myself safe by doing all the necessary things, by you know getting tested, taking prep, um, making sure my partners are getting tested, making sure my you know that they know their status. So okay, okay. You think about I guess since that's how everyone's kind of labeled. Just our community and whole, like, we're all just hoes. We just want to sleep around with everyone. That. Like, because <laughs> obviously, you know, going out and doing your thing, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. As gay people, as gay people, and when I say gay people, I mean as just anybody in the in the LGBT community. Um, as there, there's no rules for us. You know, there's no rules. There's no, you know, when you're straight, you, as a little kid, you're told, hey, you know, you're going to grow up. If you're a little girl, you're, you're going to grow up. You're going to, you know, go to school. Then you're going to meet a husband. And then you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person, have kids and grow old with them. Right. As gay people, we don't. We are in charge of our own destiny because there's no guidelines for us. So. I believe, and I'm going to say this, slut-shaming was made to oppress... There you go, slut-shaming, that's what I was thinking. Slut-shaming was made to oppress women and to make them feel... Because it's, it's funny, if a, girl, if, a, if a girl sleeps with 50 guys, she's a slut, you know? Mm-hmm. But if a guy sleeps with 60 girls or, or even... A hundred. No, he's considered the man. Yeah, he's a he's a player. He's you know the best thing in the world. So slut shaming was just made to make women feel and you know. So I think the same way it's done when gay people do it. You know, they're 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 like, oh well, you're sleeping with so much guys. You're you you're gonna catch something. You're gonna it's it's made to oppress us. Yeah. And that's what slut shaming is. It's a a way to oppress. So I don't believe in slut shaming. So going based off of what you just said. When was the last time you had unprotected sex? So, um, dun, dun, dun. well, obviously, two hours ago. <laughs> obviously, wink, wink. We're not breaking quarantine rules, but if let's say, <laughs> <laughs> let's say I was to be breaking quarantine rules, um, maybe like two weeks ago. What would you say is the most negative thing about cancel culture? If there's any negative, and what's the most positive thing? If so, there's any. 
Okay, negative I think is that we are not giving people chance to grow. And I think I, we already, you know, I already said this. There are people that are getting canceled for stuff that they said five years ago. I'm going to be honest with you. Five years ago, I used gay as a bad term. You know, I used the word faggot as a, as in bad terms, right? I wouldn't want to get canceled for those things. You know, now I know, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal for us, you know? So do I, I don't believe that people should get canceled, especially if they're showing that they're not the same. Um, there's words that now, you know, trans women, we can't call them. Back then it was okay. You know, even trans women use those words. Do I think that someone should get canceled if it was okay before and now it's not? No. I feel if they're doing it now and if they're if they're not changing and they're not willing to change, yes, cancel them. There's, I think we're at a point where anything and everyone is able to get canceled. And I think that's not, that's not okay. You know, I think there's a place and a time for cancel culture. Do I think that everybody should get canceled? Everybody deserves to get punished? No. I think sometimes we just need to educate people. And I think that that's something we forget. So would you say like the positive part of cancel culture in a sense, because not really canceling them, is that they, it kind of brings to light who does need the kind of, excuse me, it does bring to light the kind of person that needs the education and all that? Yes, yes. Yes, I would say that. I think that cancel culture is good because it brings up topics and it brings up discussions. Um, and that's good. You know, we should have these discussions. Sometimes, maybe not canceling the person, but maybe a discussion. If I tell you, hey, saying that word is not okay, and then I tell you all the reasons why, now you are someone that's educated about a topic that will be able to educate someone else. So either use the information you're given or just be a shithead. And yeah, so there's... Yeah, and then I think someone that, that gets the information and then becomes a shithead, obviously <laughs> cancel them, yeah. right? But someone that gets the education the education and goes, okay, now I understand. I'm going to do better. I'm going to move on from this and I'm going to be a better person and educate people too. All means. I think they learned and, and, and we could forgive them. So that that's like... And I think that it's hard for a lot of people to to see those things and and separate them. They just want to cancel someone and cancel them and done, you know? So there's a lot of gay people who don't believe asexual people and queer people belong in the LGBT community and I don't understand why. What what do you think about that? I'm happy that you brought this up. The LGBT community regardless is a community of people that are not looked as part of the rest of the world as a heterosexual world so i think that it doesn't matter what under what label you fall it doesn't matter who you are i think as it's like saying you know this is the club of all the outsiders you know mm-hmm. we are all the outsiders so as long as you're an outsider it shouldn't matter you know yeah, i never got that because it's like we as gay people also just we fight for our rights and you yeah. don't want to be called anything different yeah. so why are you putting that on other people who are in our community that also just want love, want appreciation, want to be themselves. And something I'm going to talk about a lot in this podcast is I feel there's a giant divide within, 
you know, within the community, regardless, you know, that that idea that if you are, you know, a, a West Hollywood queen or you are a leather, you know, a leather leather daddy or a leather queen or you're a bear or, you know, we're all kind of against each other and, and looking at someone, you know, at the, at the other person as, oh, well, you're not the same. You know, you're not the same. I like to believe, and I think this, because I, I hear this a lot, where there'll people be like, well, you know, especially me, coming in from, you know, from the West Hollywood crowd, they're like, well, West Hollywood people are like this. West Hollywood are like this. And I'm like, you know, everybody's like that. You could go to any, 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 any place, and you'll find someone that's conceited. To just label someone as... Oh, this, not even label someone, but level a community and be like, well, they're like this or that. That's what straight people want. You know, the, the people that are against us, that's what they do. You know, they go, oh, go well, gay people, crazy. They're all this, they're all that Um, to make us feel bad about ourselves. So why would we do that within our own community? Why would we fight against each other? Because if we're fighting against each other, we're not fighting against the real problem, which the real problem is the people that don't like us. Thank you for asking me all those questions. Um, I hope that those questions help people understand a little bit who I am better. But one thing I do want to end with is why don't you tell me in a couple words how you how you see me? I think I've never asked you to describe me in a couple words. Actually, I'd probably say just outspoken okay because you're not afraid to you're not afraid to speak up you've never been afraid to speak up you've always been out there sometimes even if it's too much sometimes yeah. when, even when it's not the right time yeah but i like that because you're not afraid to be you're not afraid to be authentically you yeah. and not afraid to open up your mouth and speak your truth or you know say what is right and what's wrong um so i think actually i'd probably just say like outspoken you know, for someone who knows me as long as you know me and as well as you know me, you know, we've been together, like I said, since like before ninth grade to like now that we're like in our mid 20s. You know, you've been there through all my journeys, through all my, through all the craziness. Um, What is one thing that you've seen where I've grown, where I've, you know, where, where I'm not the same, you know, teenager that I was? I feel like you've grown in the way like you're more comfortable in your own skin you're more comfortable being you because you weren't always authentically you like growing up in high school I remember you kind of just you were you were loud you're outspoken you were yourself but I feel like you kind of tried to be what people thought a gay person should be yeah um especially at school yeah especially in school and I feel like now just seeing you kind of grow up over the years I feel like now you're more just so comfortable in your own skin you're very body positive, very sex positive. Oops, I almost dropped my glass. Very sex positive. You're not, you're not shy. Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest growth you've had in yourself because before you were a little shy, you were a little reserved, but again, you tried to be what other people wanted you to be. And now you're more just comfortable in yeah. your own skin. So, you know, and I, and I've, I've talked about this with, with you and, you know, I, um, there's a level of privilege that I have as a, you know, six one ish guy who could pass as a straight guy. Um, 
when I'm serious or I'm, you know, I'm passable, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. I don't get a lot of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't, it's easier for me to not, for people to not know I'm gay, you know? Mm -hmm. But in the same time, I love drag race. I flamboyant. I love game, like I love pop music and Anything that has to do with my, like, my divas, I love. You know, I have, like, my Beyonce. And fun fact, Chris is actually in a drag show. <laughs> I was in a drag show. and I have video proof. And and this is all, like, this is all, like, now, right? Yeah. And I think it's taken me a while to get to the point where I feel comfortable, you know, going in and out of my, what's called, of, of playing with gender. I think that's what it is. I play with gender more and, and I'm comfortable. Trying to find out what you like. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm more comfortable now with my identity as a gay or or queer person. I like to just play with gender as it is because gender is just a construct, you know? You're just human. And I'm just human. And, you know, there I, I, I could be tough at moments and I could be super sensitive. Um, I have a close friend who we just went hiking and he was so surprised because he's so used to just seeing me be a little bit more flamboyant. Mm-hmm. He was so surprised how, like, I was over here jumping off cliffs and you know doing the most and he's like he's like chris i thought you were gonna be like a little bit more delicate i guess you know what the stereotypical gay would be when they go out and hike um but no you know um that's the thing like i like to play with what people's construct is of being gay you know those stereotypes or people expect because you're gay you're gonna do stuff a certain way or you're going to like certain things or you're not going to do certain things. And that's what I like now to to play with people's expectations of what I should be doing. I think as someone that knows me for as long as you know me, do you think that that is something that I'm putting out there? I think it's a little different for me because like you said, like like your friends seeing you more in your flamboyant stage. I've seen you in all of your stages. Yeah. So growing up and kind of like both of us at the same time, essentially coming out, and just trying to find who we were, I think it didn't really, I didn't really see just like one side of you. I saw all of the sides because you were trying, I was there when you were trying to figure out what you wanted, what you liked. So I don't think it ever like phased me like, oh, that you're more flamboyant and we go on a hike and I'm like, what the hell? Or, you know, we're going out hiking and then we go to like a gay bar and you're very flamboyant. I don't think... I've never actually thought about that because I've seen every part of you. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to see that where, and I'm happy I did because just to see you going through all the stages and trying to figure out what you like. And even now with this leather phase, I think it's like, a, it was, it was very surprising for me. Yeah. Just like in that environment, cause I've never been in that environment. Um, but it wasn't anything like, oh my God, I can't believe Chris is into this. It was more like, okay, it's just another thing he's trying to figure out. So, I just wish you would have warned me what the bar looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. you're welcome. Actually, let me ask you one more okay. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, what do you hope for in this podcast? You know, what do I hope for in this podcast? Or what, what do I see myself doing with this podcast? Um, I've taken my, a lot of my close friends and my friends in journeys. And I've learned so much from them. You know, I've, I've had amazing people around me that I've learned so much from. I want to bring everything that I've learned from others and all my life experiences. You know, I keep saying, you know, you guys are going to follow me in this journey because 
I think it's important. I think we've all gone through a journey and we could all, we have all learned from the journey we've been on. And all I'm doing on this podcast is bringing people that I've learned from, all my best friends, all my friends who have taught me a lot in the way. Um, And I hope that people listening to this will learn one or two things, you know, Um, even if it's just seeing life through someone else's point of view. Um, I think that's the biggest thing, just being able to see life through someone's point of view. I've always learned from other people. So I'm hoping that people will see that. Does that mean I'm going to return? Yeah, you're going to return. We do need to talk. (laughs) We are going to talk more. And I I for sure, um, you, you know, you are getting married in a, in a couple months. It's going to be your first gay wedding. You are going to be my first gay wedding. And I'm going to be part of it too. Oh my God, don't even. Let's not. Let's not even. Because I don't want to cry. But yeah, there's, (laughs) there is a lot. And there's a lot of things that are going to be happening in your life to that I'm excited to be part of. And I'd for sure want to bring you back once we're able to talk about those things. I'm going to end your part with this, that you have been someone that has, I've always looked up to like a sister. Um, you have a, a beautiful relationship that one day I want to have. I, I envy it in a good way, not in a bad way. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm the one who does the most. <laughs> <Okay>. But... <laughs> But yeah, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for, um, where can people find you? What's your Instagram? Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y, joy underscore. That's actually all I have. Okay, well, thank you for coming on. Well, I hope all of you enjoyed today's episode. Um, This was my first episode. I'm super excited. I know I have a lot to learn, and I hope that you guys will stick with me throughout my learning curve and all of this. Um, I, I hope you guys liked it so far. Um, I hope you guys come back. So remember to subscribe, like, comment, leave a review, follow me at Chris Diva or follow the podcast at Heart Talks with Chris. And I want to give a special thanks to Jamison for letting me use his song, Fuckable. Um, that's the song you listen, you hear in the intro. So if you guys like it, please go on Spotify and um, go check out his Instagram at JV Makes It Pop. And I want to thank Wendy for letting me use her voice in the intro. This podcast will take you on a journey throughout different parts of gay culture. We will talk about sex, kinks, and a lot more. We will explore all different types of conversations. Some conversations might be hard, and some conversations might just get you hard enough. But thank you. Thank you for coming. This is the outro for Chris's thing. It's ASMR. <laughs> Let me just say, I hope that these podcasts get better and better. (laughs)